back again. Uh, guess who's back? Yes, we're back. Dustin Kava, BC Wayman, because cannabis is back. Hey, everybody, how you doing out there? Uh, it's Friday, so you know that that means that that means you. It's Friday, so you know that that means because cannabis is here to uh, regale you in our fun cannabis conversations. Uh, talk a little bit about what's happening in the world of legalized marijuana. Uh, your weed, your grass, your devil's lettuce. What do they call it, Dustin? What's the cool word? Like we say cannabis because it's official and proper. Nice to see you, buddy. Uh, what's like the lingo that the kids say today? Fire? Like what's the, what's the cool hip word? It depends. I mean, like you, the, the flower guys are losing out on the lingo the last couple years, but the oil guys are having all the fun, you oh, know? You, yeah. So it's like, I mean, you really get to play when it's like, yo man, that's my sauce or, you know, a whole manner of things. And there's just a thousand, you know, not a thousand, there's many different consistencies and many different ways to go about it. So I, I think the oil guys have all the fun. Yeah. Yeah. They may have it. I, like I said, I think fire, I don't think anyone calls it like grass anymore. Like, I think that's kind of a thing. I know there's companies named with grass in it, but I don't think like that's something people call it. I feel like weed uh, is so uh, yesterday's news, you know, cannabis is, I think the preferred term marijuana is, it's okay, but it's got some different connotations in the past, and I think we've tried to move away from it. Um, I think it needs something cooler. We need to come up with the next cool term because cannabis sounds so official, right? And sometimes I say cannabis. I'll go into a place. I actually, I'm in there, uh, and I'm I'm down with the Delta 8. I don't know if you've tried a lot of Delta 8, uh, Dustin, but I'm down with the Delta 8, and I was in a shop the other day purchasing some Delta 8, uh, and I started talking to the young sales rep. Was, you know, I'm sure a nice young man uh, about cannabis. And I kept saying cannabis and cannabinoids. And I kept asking all these questions about the product. And he's like, uh, I don't know, man, it's Delta 8 chocolate bar. <laughs> he just kind of looked at me and I was like, oh, I think I'm trying to be like, does he think I'm pretentiously being a douchey smart dude? Right. Because I was in my, uh, I told you I'm dressed down today. It's casual day here. Uh, I was in like a, like a JCPenney's catalog 101, like a polo shirt, uh, a comfortable pair of Dockers, some brown loafers, a, a matching belt to my brown loafers. Uh, and I'm talking cannabinoid uh, percentages. And the dude was just like, <laughs> yo, man, it's a, like, you want to eat it and get a little high or what? Like, I was just like, okay, you know. So do you feel sometimes when you say like cannabis and things that people think you're being a little too pretentious? I don't know. Does it feel pretentious to always say cannabis and terrapines and cannabinoids and the ECS. Ah, it's such a hard thing because there's a part of me that says that experience with you was mostly designated on a, a, an ill-informed employee and not necessarily that you were being pretentious with the way you were trying to talk about something that they carried. Yeah, you no, know? he just didn't I mean, give a shit. He just exactly. Didn't care. <laughs> he just exactly. Didn't. You know, but at the end of the day, no, I think we do need to shift the rhetoric around the way we speak about it. And I think I like Cannabis doesn't make the hair on the back of my neck stand up. And so I don't know what that feeling is, but I will say that it doesn't twitch me, you know, in the same way that if I was at a dinner and my boy was like, yo, man, let's go smoke some of that weed. I instantly am just like, ah, everybody around us is just, ah. But I get that way yeah. with that word too. Weed is a, is a word of the cannabis themed or centric lexicons, right? All the different uh, slang terms that I have uh, taken out. I just don't use, I'll call it grass unironically. Sometimes I'll say <laughs> marijuana because it's just easy. I say pot a lot. I feel like pot's a great one that isn't really offensive. Um, I don't really know the origin behind pot or why it's there, but I like that term. Like I like to use the word pot. So I use that a lot. I probably say if I'm down with the easy to say, cause cannabis also is a, a bit of a mouthful. Sometimes, right? a bit of a, that's what I'm saying. I don't know. But it's better than the jazz cabbage and, and the, you know. I think like... we should bring back jazz cabbage. Jazz cabbage <laughs> has a very sexual connotation to it. I well, mean, it goes in the line, like the whole plant, like all the different strains are, some are, some are ridiculously named, some are coolly named. So there's a whole lineage or history of just kind of silly names when it comes to uh, this product. I just have an issue with the, the trademarking of names that inevitably had hurt people in the past, you know? So it's like. I love certain brands like Gage. I love their marketing. I love everything about it. But it's like you trademarked the word Gage, which was a common cannabis term. You know, like, I don't know. And and then that, that term was 
you know, used to hurt people in the past and stuff. I don't know. There's just at what, where does it stop? And where does, is, uh, you know, um, pop culture, the lexicon behind it. When do you get to stop owning the, 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 the pop culture, you know, nostalgia behind it? Who, you know, yeah. Who gets to control that? That's a great question, uh, which actually will bring us to today's topic. I feel like you're doing this on a professional level, Dustin. That was a top-notch segue, sir, from cop, pop culture and marketing uh, to what I want to talk about today. Uh, this past weekend, uh, Dustin Kava, we are both in uh, undisclosed locations here in Northeast Ohio. Uh, I am a huge fan of Cleveland sporting events. I got my Cavs bobbleheads in the back. Little K loves LeBron. I still love LeBron. He did a lot for the city. No hatred there. Uh, I just replaced... My Cleveland Browns bobbleheads, which if you watch the show this fall, you'll see in the background. I'm seasonally with my bobbleheads in the back. Um, and so it was the Super Bowl, right? I think we can say that without copyright infringement. It was the Super Bowl, uh, Super Bowl like 50-something. Uh, the Los Angeles Rams defeated the Cincinnati Bengals, which, by the way, I was good with as a Browns fan. That was a big debate here locally. Like, should we root for the Bengals because they're from Ohio? You know, give them that vibe. I'm like, no. No, not at all. Like, not at all. Uh, so let me ask you, Dustin. Uh, I watched the Rams. I watched the whole thing. I watched the commercials. I watched the uh, late 90s uh, rap revival halftime show with Dre and Snoop and Eminem. Uh, did you watch any of that uh, last Sunday evening? Uh, no, not no, one not a single. Hold on, not a single. Like you make some sports and some things. I know that. I don't know. Oops, I hit my microphone. A ton about you. Uh, I'm going to learn here. Uh, no <laughs> football at all. No Super Bowl. No commercials. No, no Dre and Snoop at halftime. Nothing. You know what was really funny is is I my my son. You know who is a third of my age and and shouldn't know anything about football was so on point this and but at the same point you know he uh, we did not watch it he was with me that you know together that day and as much as he was naming off who on the bangles he expected to, to you know to do what they were going to do and why i have to root for you know this ohio team and, and this whole thing nah we, we didn't watch one minute of it and i i it's not that I don't love the sport. It's that over the last 10 years, it's just, it started to mean a little other things to me with my son being so young and, you know, it just, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a lot different for me. I think of it as a fear point of like, oh my gosh, if my son starts loving football and starts, you know, I just, I, I can't watch it on the field. I can't be that football dad who's just like, yeah, pound him. I'm just like, please don't hurt my kid. Like this kid is so awesome. And I, I just, I can't watch this. But his mom, on the other hand, is so down. She would, she would, she would be right there of just like, you get that little kid, you know? Like, <laughs> sports and parents I, get weird. Uh, I don't know. Is there you a know? sport? You'd push him to like, I know it's hard to say you got to let them go what they go, but do you have a, a preferred sport if you had to choose uh, or maybe artistic endeavor? Do you have something that you will gently uh, give the wee lad a bit of a nudge towards? I feel that like comes from the parents. Anyone that plays soccer, kids that play lacrosse. Like, I mean, there's no kid who's like two and is like, I'm going to let him play lacrosse. I mean, that's like a parent watching it on TV, seeing it or it's football or basketball, you know, it comes from, uh, community and culture just as much as genetic ability. Uh, do you have anything you hope he's predisposed to so you can uh, ride that cash cow when you get older? Gosh, sport-wise, I was hoping for something more along the, like, extreme biking or that he, this kid would have loved, like, skateboarding or something. Yeah, about. right. That's what I was hoping, you know, because I could really get down in that realm. Even if he's getting hurt, I'm like, yo, dude, I think you could take this one. Awesome. You may be falling 15 feet, but you got this. Bro. But, um, um, you know, the, the funny thing is, is the first sport we attempted to, to allow him to go into was T-ball. And we went oh. about it all wrong. And it set the tone so off from the very, um, literally the first second that like the entire season was an absolute quagmire of nightmares. Um, you know, like we, we, uh, he was seven or so. And we just, you know, Hey buddy, we signed you up for T-ball. We start in like four days. And this kid ran into the bathroom, locked that door and was like, how he's again, seven years old at the time. It was like, how can I 
and this is his exact words, how can I ever trust you again when you are going to sign me up for something like that without ever talking to me first? Like literally we're seven years old, just laid down the law of like, you're right. You're right. I'm so wrong in this. You are so right. But at the end of the day, we are already signed up and we have to follow through with the things we say we're going to do. You know, this team now expects us to be on it. And this is just the way it's got to go. But every single, every single game and, and, and practice was indeed a struggle behind that. And, you know, like, and now this year was wrestling, which... It was his first year wrestling and a whole nother spectrum. Now we got like, he thought that he was the man and I love my son with everything I had, but he's only had his younger cousins around. And so wrestling a three-year-old younger cousin, you mm. can sure feel tough, right? Feel exactly. tough, sure. Absolutely. But this was the very first year that kids his age got to, you know, set him in place a little bit. And there's a part of me that, really really was looking forward to that not i'm like watching it because i couldn't watch the matches my heart sank every single match that's an emotional wreck he needed it he needed some type of a realization that there's these that this is how life is in some ways and i really really thought that he gained a lot of value this year even though halfway through the the season he did not want to keep going out in there and having these kids show him up but you know um yeah, there's, I look at it from a different lens anymore. And when I was playing football, I was the – gosh, how to say this? I was the the slowest and the most absolutely ill-equipped kid on the football team. When we would practice and we would run around the field, they would la- – every single kid on the team was lapping me, you know? Like, oh, no. And I'm not saying – it was every single kid. We even had some girls on the team and that, and that pass you up, dude. So, mm. and, and every game, I never understood the rules at the time, you know, like there was so much about it that I failed that, that it put a sour taste in my mouth from there on out. And yeah, so I get to look at it from the parents lens now and I'm still just as, just as awkward on the field. Uh, it is a different experience from that side. And there are some terrible sports parents and some good sports parents. I have been both. I was a sports parent. I was a sports player. Uh, I was better sports parent than player. I was not athletically gifted in any way, shape or form. Uh, probably why I'm sitting here toast, hosting a show talking about <laughs> cannabis as opposed to out there, uh, you know, making my millions uh, with the athletic gifts I was given. Uh, but so you don't know, watch the Super Bowl, and maybe you're not well versed in sports, but a bigger part of the Super Bowl, Dustin, is kind of like you know the halftime show, right? And this year's halftime show was the you know the late '90s, early aughts. You know, Dre, Snoop Dogg, Eminem, upside down hanging Fifty Cent, who was body shamed because the dude got swole real quick. Uh, Mary J. Blige belting it out, so it was a good halftime show. Uh, but the other big part, which I feel has lost its luster in the last decade or so, is the Super Bowl commercial which is a big deal, right? I mean, just hearing that, you know what that means. You know that it uh, you know, it costs a millions of dollars for 30 seconds or minute-long spots in the Super Bowl. And they have uh, tradition. You Some years are very silly, right? Some years everyone puts out their funniest commercial. A few years ago or post-9-11 uh, you know, era, we got all these like emotional pulling on the heartstrings commercials. Uh, but it's a big deal, right? And companies go all out. Uh, but I feel like, and maybe it's just the amount of distractions we get and the amount of advertising we see anyway that it's become a little bit smaller of a deal uh but do you have a like a super bowl commercial that you ever remember seeing or something like that that was a a big debut i feel like this year is about like movie debuts they debuted several marvel trailers and such but none of those iconic like budweiser or levi's or um you know, Pepsi kind of commercials of past. Do you have any that you ever remember or stick out that when it comes to that big game kind of deal? Oh my gosh. Like in my head, I visualize parts, like very snapshot still images of some of them from 15, 20 years ago. But no, like now that I think about it, all I remember are the logos of the brands. So, And I, I do not remember the message or even what happened in it. And I don't know what that is about me that my brain is just like this information is just not meant to be in my, in in, in my spectrum. Uh, Uh, 
<laughs> well, this year it was a deal uh, because much like years past, so it's been uh, since 2018, right, with the passing of the Farm Bill, which kind of legalized industrial hemp a little bit, CBD. Uh, and obviously, uh, you know, 2014, you had Colorado and Washington begin adult use sales. And since then, we now have, I think we sit today, uh, February 17th of 2022 with 18 adult use states. You know, we have two in kind of a half countries with Luxembourg and Malta coming on board. So we're kind of, you know, much more legal than we have been in years past. Uh, and while alcohol commercials, like beer commercials, are a a cornerstone, a cornerstone of the advertising for Super Bowl, you know, paid for heavily by Anheuser-Busch, by Coors Light. Like, these are tried and true. You got the Spuds McKenzie's ones. You got the uh, what's that? You remember those ones? You remember the yep. what's that? Oh, you got the what's <laughs> yeah. up, guys? Right? You got all those. I mean, those are all uh, famous beer commercials we all remember. Uh, and cannabis has been trying to advertise. Big companies have been trying to advertise for a while, uh, and they haven't been able to get on. They've yet to approve a cannabis-centric, even CBD-centric commercial thus far for Super Bowl coverage. Uh, so when I say that, just in general, is someone, and we actually, funny enough, not that the audience today is privy to this, we had this conversation yesterday with our buddy Anthony Trav about alcohol and how, how you can market it and the similarities and then differences in the cannabis marketing you know, space. So when I say that just in general, like how does that make you feel uh, before I show you? I want to show you a, a couple examples of some videos that they've tried to submit that haven't passed. But just that fact that even though it's legal, that Super Bowl, and they're willing to pay. Like they're gonna give you right the company weed maps, which I'm gonna show you weed maps in a second. Two million, like they're willing to, you know, scratch that check. Uh, in uh, who I think NBC had this year's Super Bowl was like, uh, nope. You know, does that hurt your feelings? Does that piss you off? What does that make you feel when I say uh, they're not gonna take your money regardless of uh, how green it is? It is frustrating in the sense of when you look at it through the lens of alcohol, um, you know, I, I keep, I, when I kept thinking about commercials and cannabis and, 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 and what that would even mean in the future um, with sports, I, I think about like who, which sports are having the hardest time retaining athletes in, or, you know, are, I feel like those are the sports I see a lot of the, the 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 change in 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 the 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 acceptance of of cannabis within their their sport you know so um i i guess if there was to be one sport that i i thought was going to be the last holdout in terms of cannabis sponsorships and you know the athletes being able to use cannabis it is going to be it's going to be the nfl it's going to be and they football. are probably the most and base, maybe baseball major league baseball is still a little bit their NBA's all in, like they have pretty much stopped testing for cannabis. It's not an issue for them. Uh, you know, obviously, I don't think they want active players probably promoting it, like in that, but you're seeing a lot of them, and we'll talk after this about CBD and stuff like that, especially like that's becoming a legit uh, opportunity for them. So hey, the NBA's all in. They have stopped worrying about it. Uh, the NFL is slowly coming along uh, with as regards to player safety the use of it, you know, the use of CBD after games and, you know, less stringent testing. Uh, but when it comes to money, as you said, sponsorship, like what's going to be on there, majority, every actually NFL team is owned by an old white dude. Uh, you know, I'm not going to say they're political leaning, but I'm sure I can guess what happens when you get billions in the bank. Uh, so it makes it, uh, they're less inclined, right? They have money. They don't need 2 million from weed maps because they can get 2 million from, everyone right anyone that wants to advertise so they're they're not uh a little concerned about it but let me show you this so this year there was a rejected commercial uh and they went kind of the funny route let's see if we can uh pull the share up here let's bring this video up all right so here we this was a uh rejected commercial let's bring this up here boom we got this all right so this was a uh rejected commercial from weed maps for this year's super bowl I'm an icon. But since we can't talk about cannabis publicly, my likeness 
is being used as a safe substitute. Oh, Brock. Hi. Oh, hi, indeed. I don't see the resemblance. Oh, that's the only reason I got it. Oh, no, no. Hey, where are you headed? Uh, on your break? Finest meeting, Janet. Okay, bud. Go get that green. <laughs> <laughs> They're not even being subtle anymore. Wow. Don't do this to me. Oh, there you are. Hey, Susan. Let's hotbox this. It's taking over my life. Cannabis is here to stay. That's great. But can we just call it what it is? I'm broccoli. I mean, you guys get it. Pot, leaf. It's messed up. Thank you. So there is this commercial here, right, from uh, Weed Maps. I'll uh, stop our screen share there. Uh, from Weed Maps is not about the plant right? it's not even selling weed maps it's doing that ironic thing where it talks about poking fun how broccoli's resemblance to the plant itself um so broccoli's resemblance to that in uh oh my gosh we're having video technical difficulties uh to that so uh when you see that dustin you feel like that should have been in the super bowl no i actually think back to like an old uh you know medmen commercial that that was done um that I'll have to I'm gonna get the link right now while I'm talking. But either way, I thought that like again, they keep making this. It just it felt too kid friendly. Still, it felt too, uh, you know. Again, I I, sh I didn't think that an alcohol commercial should necessarily be remembered by a 15 or 10 year old kid 15 years later. There's a problem I have with that type of ability, you know. And and again, one of these commercials, they're they're they're. I the joke is not on cannabis industry as a whole. I, I, you know, there's it's. There has to be some type of growing up. And even though I want to laugh and it is the exact type of commercial I'm thinking that it's going to happen at the Super Bowl. I don't know. I, I got to get it to grow up soon or else, you know, like it, I'm never going to be able to talk about my career in my son's in my son's school. I'm never going to be able to like, you know, I'm just going to I'm going to have all those things that that commercial was explaining and talking about actually continue to happen. Something about that right, commercial. Well, yeah. Go on. Let's take it this way then. So there's been another ad uh, that has been submitted for Super Bowl play that got to the final consideration because you're going to see here in a second. It takes a different approach to what it's doing. So let me pull up this one and I will uh, forewarn you here because we're both emotional souls. This is going to pull on your heartstrings. This is the opposite of what we just saw. Yeah, we're going to see live on air, right? This is a, uh, <laughs> this is a tough one. I'm, just, I'm being super legit before I even know because I know – uh, me and you are sensitive. You can even tell by the still screen. Like me and you are sensitive people. So this takes a look. This is from Acreage Cannabis. Um, this was in 2019 that they tried to get this uh, onto the air. Austin would have dozens to hundreds of seizures every single day. None of the prescriptions would work. One pill almost killed our son. I've had three back surgeries and I was on opioids for 15 years. It was a very dark, very depressive time in my life. After my injury, I felt like I couldn't live with the pain, but I couldn't live with this treatment long term. It was unbearable. I don't have to live like that anymore. Medical cannabis saved Austin's life. Cannabis has given me my life back. There are families in other states having to watch their children die. I want to see my brothers and sisters who sacrificed so much for this country have access to the safest treatment possible. This really is an injustice. It's not just unfair, it's cruel. So Acreage Holdings uh, goes the other way, right? They go political activism. I can see it already, right? We are both, uh, you know, feeling it into there. Um, so you can kind of see, uh, tell the other way. Now, when that is, I think, goes the opposite way of what we just talked about. So seeing that ad, uh, do you wish that would have played during the Super Bowl? Do you think that sends the right message for what you're going for? I think so. I especially think in the in the white, the 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 owners of the teams, that is what I think 
you know, would be more in line with something that would be acceptable among those things. I also think that's the type of messaging I think I need to have come first before the say Brock Ali message. You know, I, I, I think that like, it's again, the, the, the political activism message is the one that I think, I don't know. I, yeah, yes, yes. I think that one should have came first. That, that's what I'm going to end on. There's emotional sides of that, but yeah. No, I get it. Uh, I got to do this. I would be remiss if uh, I did not point out that there has been, and I know I set you up for a bit of a tease here. There has been one, there has been one commercial that has aired during the Super Bowl. Now, Dustin, you're a smart man. You know about advertising. Uh, and we know, we talked about, you know, the those big-time spots. There is a tier system for the price point yes. for Super Bowl commercials, right? You want to be uh, the first commercial break uh, is actually maybe not as good as, say, the two-minute warning heading into halftime, right? Because people at the first commercial break, although maybe that's a good one, they're all expecting it, but end of first quarter, that's when people get up, go to the restroom, fill up their chip bowl. So there's ones that take precedent in what they have done in order to lower the cost and then give more opportunities to the local affiliates to make a little cash uh, is they sell off the spots that are heading into halftime, right? The end of the half, uh, first half in that spot when people are waiting for the Super Bowl show and they all pretty much get up and go somewhere. And then the end of halftime heading into the third quarter, those are typically reserved for local communities local companies your your school uh like university of akron was here and are these little kind of car dealerships that can't afford millions can maybe pay seventy five thousand uh and get a local spot but get super bowl coverage right and so uh you any local affiliate has the opportunity to do this and a couple of years ago this was two years ago uh there was a gentleman running for senate he was running for senate and he was uh, a gentleman named ti from the u.s virgin islands Right, which has legalized uh, medicinal cannabis, but not adult use cannabis. And they actually approved uh, his little commercial running for that. And this made news, by the way, because just recently, I don't know if you saw this, there was someone that was running for Senate, uh, a gentleman from the South who did an ad. Uh, he's on yes. two now. First was the second one was burning the uh, Confederate flag. He's all in. Uh, the first one was standing in a big giant field of cannabis with a big old, big old yes. blunt, uh, smoking on that sucker. Uh, so uh, T.I. here had one that was able to play, and this was during the 2020 Super Bowl. But I think this is cool. We'll give him his props because he was technically the first, first cannabis-centric, and now would only play in the Virgin Islands, so small small viewership here, uh, but technically the first person to be able to uh, get a Super Bowl uh, commercial in. Let's set this up here. Let's give him his due. Rationale behind medicinal cannabis is real. The science is real. The economics behind it is real. The health behind it is real, and the opportunities behind it are very real. You have young people thinking differently now about cannabis and being more responsible what cannabis is and respecting cannabis for the value that she really gives. Short and quick to the point, one of only two uh, so, um, Rastafarian... Going, I apologize. didn't mean to cut you off there. One of only two Rastafarian uh, members of the United States Congress, by the way, T.A. Harrison. Uh, T.A., I apologize, not T.I. Uh, onto there so uh we let's give him his due as the first person to get there that's a that's a good one right that makes you feel uh, yes. good, right just kind of his vibe um it is funny though right we've come a long way uh from cannabis on television just because i'm in the mood and i like sharing videos and testing our new technology uh do you remember some of these old school let me see if you remember these let's go back into a little bit of 80s just say no fear all right those are good times uh, for uh, advertisements and such when it comes to that. So let's see if this, uh, let's see if you remember this one here. This is one of my favorites uh, growing up uh, for that. Let's try this one. This is how you know, sir, uh, the age, right? <laughs> oh yeah, this is a good one here. We'll share this sucker. Bring that into there. All right, let's make this go full screen here real quick. Oops, I already was. Oh, this is a small video, right? We didn't have the technology back then. All right, here we go. <laughs> you are not thinking of driving, are you, my friend? Come now, Stuart. Reconsider. You're in no condition. Remember this one? Ring for it. No. I'm telling you. Don't be a fool. <laughs> I'm begging you. Trust me. You are high. Way too hot. 
<laughs> I mean, that's back in the day, right? That's mad uh, showing you how to do it. Does that make you, if you were a kid uh, and you see that commercial, are you feeling like, all right, sorry, your dad, you're right. I'm not going to, uh, I'm not going to do drugs. I feel it like worked. that's the, op- I feel like that's as funny as the broccoli one. You know what? It worked on me until I was like 17 <laughs> and then it did the opposite, but it scared, it scared the shit out of me until I was 17. Oh, here's and, the old standby. This is the classic. Let's show the the original, one of the old school still memes. Is there words. anyone out there who still isn't clear about what doing drugs does? Okay. Last time. Last time. This is your brain. This is drugs. Drugs help you cook delicious omelets. This That's is your I brain on drugs. Any questions? I do actually. I have a lot of questions now that now that we think about it. I have, I, I have a tremendous <laughs> amount of questions. What questions do you have uh, upon watching a guy uh, crack an egg uh, and tell you, Dustin, uh, that you're silly? I don't even know what the I don't know what the point of the brain on drugs. I mean, I get what they're trying to say, but it really it didn't age well. Neither did the angry part. If I'm being. Uh, you know what I uh. <laughs> That one definitely didn't work on me, but this one that I just sent in the chat that I'm going to have you bring up, this last link, um, this is the one that made the most impact on me when I was young. I, it had to be like ah, 12 years old, 10 years old, right at the cusp when I was being introduced to certain things at certain times. And I think this one like always... All right, so this one is from your childhood. This is not the MedMen one you sent me. So this no, is the one from. Yes. Uh, you're there. All right, let's uh, bring this sucker up here. All right, let's check this out and see. Uh, I don't know if I know this one, so let's watch this together and see. Uh, see what it is. Uh oh. Hey, how was school today? Okay, good talk. Jason, could you pass the salt, please, darling? The salt, Jason. Pass the salt. Don't you groan at your mother like that. I told you, he's probably autistic. Yeah, with reflexes like that, no wonder you're the only I feel like they put the this guy in the original video. This is not what I thought. I think this guy... Yeah, I don't know I how that link... I got the wrong link I totally did. Okay. You smell burnt toast? Oh my god. <laughs> so what someone did, by the way, props to them. We'll have to figure out who they are. Props okay. to them for putting so, that uh into there. Yes, they got me on that. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it happens. I even, I even thought I went through the thumbline, but th- uh no, they did a good uh what's that deep fake? I think deep fake is what the kids are calling it this day. Uh that well here, let me show you the let, let me ask you this. Like, so there's one more video I wanted to show, and I want to talk about athletes and cannabis here. I got a little sidetracked, but that's all right. Uh, one more video I wanted to show you. So uh, we've looked a little bit at past PSAs, right? We saw the Angry Pirate, which was kind of silly, uh, but also I think may have a good ability to resonate with its audience, right? Let's be honest. If you are smoking a little bit, it may be funny to say, and it wasn't don't do drugs. It wasn't as ridiculous over the top, you know, this is your brain on drugs like in a frying pan, but it was more like careful, bro, which I think is good. And it feels like, what happens when you have any sort of gambling commercial, alcohol commercial, right? They go and they're like, beer is awesome. And then real quick, they're at the end, they're like, don't drink a drive, drink responsibly, right? It's all on you, right? Gamble, 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 gamble. If you have a gambling problem, call. You just told me to gamble, gamble, gamble. And then at the very, very end, a super fast talking dude came in and said, uh, by the way, you shouldn't do these things. Uh, and as we were talking yesterday, I mentioned that with this audience here with Anthony Trav, uh, there was a conversation about alcohol and how you can't advertise. No one sells alcohol like, yo, drink a shitload and just get messed up. Like no one says that. No one's like, <laughs> just party. I mean, movies do and such, but no alcohol company shows like frat bros slamming beers is their advertisement, right? That's not the message they want. They want respectable. They want countryside. They want truckers and uh, bikini bearing beachgoers, right? And these type of super active folks who probably don't pound. 12 Bud Lights in a night. Uh, so, uh, but they also, you know, put out these safety things like we just saw. Don't drink and drive, do that. So cannabis is trying to catch up a little bit. Uh, and there's a new company, you know, we saw uh, Mad, which had tried their Angry Pirate one. 
Uh, so there's one more company that's working on some safe driving techniques. And I actually like this. I'm curious if you see, uh, if you think, and I don't know if you've seen this before, if you think this is effective to stop you from, uh, you know, making a bad decision or if it sends the right message. Hey, can you chop the pineapple? Chop the pineapple. <laughs> nope. I'm high. How about I wash off the grapes? Okay. You're already making good decisions when you're high. I want tacos. Will you drive? I'm a little toasty. Nope. I'm high. Let's order in. Don't make an exception when it comes to driving. If you feel different, you drive different. See, now I like that one because it's basically saying it's cool to smoke, but if you do feel a little toasty... Smoke responsibly, right? So yes. they're totally safe about it. I actually feel that approach, and that's brand new from the National Association of Traffic Safety Administration or something like that, uh, that they're putting out this video. Like these kind of – and there's another – they have a whole series of these that are silly, but they're not uh, demonizing the consumption of the plant. They're saying like the drinking, like I know you're going to do it. Just be honest with yourself. You might be a little too stoned like to go out there and drive. You may have consumed a little too much medicine – uh, maybe you should chill on the couch in DoorDash. It's right. 2022, people. Right? So uh, do you like that one, though? Do you feel like that's that? I feel like it walks. It did resonate with of, me. It, it really yeah. did, yeah. And it's something I think even my mom, you know, or my grandmother, it's something that they, I think they can get right now. I think that is what they, that I, I just, I think that's exactly the level that I, I would be hoping for in, in the time frame right now. And in the next year to five years, those are the types of ads I want to see more of. I think we will. I think they'll find a place, right? Just like alcohol has its funny side and it has its serious side. We saw both, right? We saw the broccoli and we saw the acreage holdings, which, and I think somewhere in the middle, right? Kind of what that commercial or that safety advertisement attempts to do, I think to the other part, like we know you're consuming, uh, just be careful, right? If you want to be silly, I think just once again, not making it too silly, but I got to be honest, I don't mind the broccoli. I don't mind the broccoli. I think it's clever uh, <laughs> commercial uh, to basically talk about it the whole time. Uh, but I think it relies a little too much, as you said, on the stereotyping of it. Uh, versus the other one, which is doesn't matter how they consume. They just did. Right? Just like normal adults. It doesn't, you know, put it down. Um, we were talking before we got distracted by the videos, you know, about athletes and getting into the product uh, and consuming it and you know the testing and the nba is way less uh you know it's restrictive when it comes to use of its athletes uh college still is you know high school levels still are going to be which is okay i think we both agree it's more of an adult product anyway if we're honest with ourselves it's not really for the developing mind i'm good with saying 25 is a limit 21 is legal and i know they're children for epilepsy and such on cbd all wonderful things but i think we're both on that same page like it's a like I didn't discover cannabis till I was in my mid thirties. And I feel like that's a great time to yes. start because you've got your brain set, you're in your ways. Uh, and now you're just looking for something different, right. Or a different path to your own ailment. So, um, but we're seeing now with athletes as they get out of it, as they get money, more and more athletes retired because they gotta be not, they don't not fond of it initially. Uh, getting into ownership of companies, right? We already got a ton of rappers, ton of famous people involved in into it. Uh, CBD lines are popping up all over the place from athletes uh, as well as a lot of them are white label deals, right? They're like, hey, you know, sell us our product. We'll give you whatever. Um, do you like that? Do you like more people getting into it? Do you think it's exciting to have that kind of mainstreamness to it? Or just in general, like celebrities in general, Wiz Khalifa, Seth Rogen, famous athletes. Uh, how does it feel to you? Because they got the capital. You don't. right? We don't. I don't. If we had the capital, we'd both be sitting there having someone grow for us and live it off that money. right? Uh, they got capital. You don't. They probably are consumers in some way, shape, or form like us. Uh, do you like it when they get into it? Do you think it helps make it mainstream? Does it piss you off? What do you think of celebrities or athletes uh, getting into ownership of these companies? Uh, is it good for the industry, bad for the industry, indifferent? Wow. I, yeah, I, I, I indifferent really for the most part. Cause I only say that because there are some great success stories that I think the brands perfectly fit. They were absolutely aligned with that person. And I think when that's the case, it makes sense. What I don't want to see is 
I don't want to see the common denominator in terms of quality happen because of just the expense of the branding, you know? So if, if, if this is the type of medicine that's going to get widespread and, and, and get into the most amount of hands because of the, the, the amount of marketing that they're able to do and the, the brand staying power of the celebrity, um, it just says to me that you have a lot more opportunity to kind of skirt the everything else that's with the company, you know, but I have seen, you know, that, I think Mike Tyson's a perfect example. You know, we personally have known people who have had processes bought by Mike Tyson and the way he thought about his investments completely aligned with, with, with the company that he bought and, and everything that he acquired during this. And I think that it really set the tone for his brand later on down the line. And I, I think that, it can be done right, but I think most athletes don't look at it like that. You know, they look at it just as much as they're looking at, you know, uh, aligning with crypto meme fucking tokens and shit like that. Like to them, it's just a quick money grab for a two years, a two year license. And I'm not sure if they even use their own product. Um, and I do have a problem with, with that spectrum. I do have the facade of the, the celebrity endorsement. Uh, you would be, I don't know, aghast to know, maybe excited. Uh, while cannabis was not featured in the Super Bowl, if I had to guess, I think there were probably four to five crypto-centric commercials. Larry David had one. They actually crashed someone's server because they had a QR code, which I don't know exactly the whole deal. I'd have to find the article. That yeah, you got like something. 15 bucks worth of Bitcoin for free. Yeah, and so it, it went to that, and it just kind of crashed the whole server. It was so popular. And then you had, obviously, Matt Damon's got this crypto commercial, several LeBron. Did a cryptocurrency for the crypto.com crypto.com is spending bank to get yeah. a, uh, famous people athletes what stadium and did they just uh put their name above uh is it the staples arena in los angeles i do believe so. i believe and there's people on i love the by the way the sanctimony i'm going to talk athletes and fans the sanctimonious attitude of the fan saying i don't like this corporate shilling of crypto.com uh but i'm okay with an office supply superstore right they're like i mean it's staples center <laughs> Like, I get that maybe it's you called Staples Center your whole life, but it's not like it was named after a person. So exactly. whether it's Staples Center or Crypto.com, the weird part of be this corporate conglomerate, but not this corporate conglomerate is a little funny to me uh, in that regard. So those commercials were big into there. I don't mind the athletes getting involved. I think a lot of them, as I said, are consumers, right? When they're through the sports growing up. Um culturally right it's within in embedded into a lot of communities and i think it's good to have more ownership and the nice part is if we want to talk about uh, an increase in diversity and social equity the beauty of what this does is a lot of these athlete athletes are african-american so it gives way more minority ownership so i'm all for it because on top of everything else uh regardless of their usage you have a lot more minorities both male and female but a lot of uh, African-American men, like who are retiring from their sports, getting into ownership, you know, uh, a lot of rap stars and doing those things, getting into ownership, which further brings more diversity, which they can, you know, gives people role models to get into the industry. So can't be bad. Uh, and it just gets more widespread, brings more mainstream, I think, acceptability. I think there's a weird thing that people say, if it's not Tommy Chong or Willie Nelson, you know, or even Wiz Khalif or Seth Rogen, it's Rob Gronkowski or it's uh, um, it's Al Harrington, right? He works with Viola Brands here. Uh, so I think that's good. I think it's a good thing uh, for that. So I'm excited uh, for that. And you know what else we're seeing? It's not there yet. I know the Super Bowl doesn't have it and such, but there are some low-level sports, we'll say, like bass fishing, by the way, has big CBD sponsorship. Tons of it in bass I, fishing. I've seen PGA Golf as well have large CBD sponsorship. CBD's into there. I'm a big fan of disc golf. I follow disc golf. You play a little bit. You know, PD, disc golf has a lot of CBD, especially, even some THC. A lot of these smaller tier uh, regional kind of sports, um, NASCAR, by the way, is, I think has a CBD company that now has a car uh, on not the main NASCAR circuit, but in the minor driver and whatever they call mm -hmm. it, right? The the lower tier NASCAR has a couple CBD and industrial hemp companies. Um, CBD's big product in the South, right? Big growing region, more acceptability coming down South. 
Uh, so you're seeing more and more in the, not the, the big ones. I think hockey has a couple too, by the way, the NHL, no MLB yet, no NBA though. They're the closest, uh, no NFL, but some of these do have sports. MMA. Oh yeah. Uh, MMA's huge. You're right. MMA's huge. Uh, UFC and a uh, variety of Bellator in them are big into, or will, will take money, advertise freely. Uh, usually once again, usually tiered towards the CBD side of it. Uh, not as much the THC. You know, we haven't seen though someone come out big and advertise like Delta eight. That's what I'm waiting for. No one's really advertising their Delta eight that they have it. They're always talking about the CBD. I think they're all nervous to admit, uh, that they have the Delta eight cause it's all in that gray area. Uh, but I think yep. it's cool. I think it's cool when these low level sports are start to advertise because it becomes, it becomes commonplace. I mean, I forgot about the MMA and they were one of the first to do it because it's just commonplace now to see a CBD logo on the mat or on someone's shorts uh, or in the corner. Right. So I think it's good. I think it's good all around. It's going to be good. It brings more positivity. It gets people who aren't familiar with it more comfortable, right? Those other crowds. So you can't go wrong. That's all I'm saying. I, yeah. And do you think that it's an overlying, like the entire organization it's from top down, the decisions are made, or do you think that it comes from say, you know, athletes up to owners up to, you know, someone else above. Um, Much yeah. like anything else, it probably depends on the situation. I would think initially it starts with, you know, I mean, someone, a lot of companies are saying, hey, I'll sponsor your sports, some minor league baseball teams. And then they're like, hey, you look at the money and then you kind of look at the product. And I think if you assume that your, uh, I'll say customers, your viewers, right? If you assume your fan base consumes this product, uh, I think it makes sense. I think in some instances, it would have to be the person at the top, like a UFC. It'd have to be Dana White that would have to sign off on that. Um, and if it was to get into the NFL, clearly it would have to be signed off. You know, there's a lot of you know, contractual issues there. Uh, but I think it probably starts lower level because I don't think too many owners, unless they're in the industry now, unless they own a portion of it, are like, hey, let's get it out there. I think they like uh, being on the DL. I think they're more willing to talk about crypto, like a Dallas uh, Mark Cuban, who also is in the CBD industry. But they don't talk about that as much as he talks about his crypto and his NFT technology, right? Because there's still... There's still some legality issues on a federal level, and I think these guys are billionaires, and they don't want people in their financial business. <laughs> so I think uh, they keep it on the DL. But the small companies uh, or bass fishing, or it's money. And if them were willing to support them, have you ever seen uh, like a NASCAR you know, car or a bass fisherman's shirt that they wear? There's like 19 <laughs> logos. There is literally not a space that they can't find. And if there is, they're like, Hey, we'll just make, we'll charge you less and just give us a tiny logo. Like we'll yeah. fit it in there. Like a Tetris puzzle, as many logos as we can on your Jersey as humanly possible. So yeah, I just think they want the money. And if it's for CBD or if it's an illegal state, um, I, interesting enough, let me, uh, here, we'll kind of finish up on this, uh, before we talk about something awesome we learned this week. I just read an article about a cultivator that was pitching, uh, his township in uh new jersey his local you know as we know it's uh thc illegal on the federal level legal on state levels but can be illegal to have ownership of a facility uh zoning wise in a municipality or in a local area and so this was some tiny town in new jersey uh, and this guy was pitching a high-end cultivation facility indoors uh but the neighbors you know were uh pitching right they were pitching a fit they don't want him there they got all the traditional stereotypical ways and one of the things he said in this town hall, this caught my attention as we were preparing for today's show, was, you know, the way it'll give back, right? He's going to have jobs. He'll have 100-some jobs in his facility. It's a big place, right? 100-some jobs. Uh, you know, he'll, he'll have the taxes that the municipality would make because of their product. And he casually mentioned, and this is what caught the ire of some people, that, you know, they would be involved in the community. For example, and this is what he said, for example, sponsoring a Little League baseball team to T-ball. And this woman got nuts saying, I don't want your weed label on the back of my kid's shirt, right? So when it brings it to sports and parents and acceptance, uh, I obviously think you would be okay having, um, you know, the name of a company, uh, uh, it's a CBD, you know, your kid, but are, 
Or would you? Let me ask you. Like, we so did it. I mean, Inhalables, when, when I owned Inhalables, we sponsored a couple football teams and a couple kids' teams. Did you get shit for it? Did you get back? Well, that was the thing. We asked them ahead of time, is this all right? You know, would you as uh, as any – and every one of these teams were like, nope, every one of the parents on our team smokes. Every one of their kids can do – you know, if that's what pays for the jersey and that's what makes stuff happen, nope, we're awesome with it. But we still chose to not put our names on it and to just donate the money and call it a day, not look for advertisement, not anything. We just did did what we thought was right for the kids but on the adult teams you know we have had adult football teams where they just don't give a damn in fact it's well, a that's badge like the of adult honor football to the guys dudes across are, the thing yeah which is like oh glad you got the donut bakery but guess who we get sponsored by the head shop that you actually want to go to yeah, you know like sponsoring and so, a team in like a men's softball league where they got like hitman number 69 yeah they're exactly. totally taking your sponsorship uh funny enough uh, you, uh, Inhalables, uh, as well as the Cleveland School of Cannabis, the place that I work for, along with uh, another or along with a medicinal recommendation facility, um, Green Harvest Healthcare, Dr. Bridget Williams, shout out. We'll have her on the show soon. Uh, we have our disc over here for the uh, Rubber City Classic, which is a disc golf tournament I held here in, in Ohio. And we got you, uh, Inhalables, uh, Green Harvest Health, and the CSC to sponsor. And I ended up putting, because of your level ship, uh, the names of your companies on the back of the shirts. And at the last minute, I had this weird. They all they came in. I approved all the different uh, mock-ups, you know, approved them all. Go through the area. Obviously, everyone knew who were at in disc golf tournaments are willingly taking money. Any money will give us money. We'll advertise for. And so, I had the shirt out, and I knew that we had a couple juniors. Right, we have a few juniors playing, not a ton. And I had this weird pang, and I, I work in the industry and stuff like this pang of guilt at the last second, like, Oh God, what if some parent gets pissed at me because their son now, like he's all excited to play in his first tournament. And I give him a shirt, not even inhalables, which is vague, even though I think it has the smoke shop, but it's still vague. Green harvest health is vague. Cleveland school of cannabis is not vague, (laughs) but it's tiny. They were smaller logo. Uh, they once again, smaller tiered. Uh, so, but I had this pang of guilt, like, should we like, should I put this out there? Like no one complained. No one said anything. And disc golf is a, I think a cannabis centric sport in some ways, uh, not everyone, but it's friendly toward it. But I had this weird thing about that same thing. And it's interesting for you to mention about the, the little league shirts that you chose. You still supported, but you couldn't even take the credit for it because of it's almost not worth the hassle. sometimes. In that regard, you just don't want, all it takes is one person, especially in 2022 with the viralness and the, social media especially in a small town which could blow up you know you don't have to go national viral you don't want to go local viral you just don't want yeah, that. right well so, and I, I keep telling myself you know what is the what was the end goal of sponsoring everything to begin with like to me it's usually that the event is doing something that i am inspired by and so if it supports the event that inspires me what do i need a logo on the sign for like i got what i needed i'm inspired like i'm now I'm like, let's. I want to see this happen next year and the year after. And um, yeah, it's, it's it's just what is the point? If you really want to just get your brand out there, I suppose there's probably better ways to do it than sponsoring a local event. Probably, uh, it's part of its community. I think any corporate company, corporate company, any small company uh, is looking for local people, right? If you're a local restaurant or the, you know, the Chenjo's, uh, you know, the Checo's Italian restaurant, you want people to come by. You want to say, Hey, I, you know, I support these six-year-olds. And so I want you to come by and, you know, buy some meatballs from me. Same principle for you, but I think there is, then that's an even better example. I love your more altruistic nature. Like, you know, what's the end goal? Is it to get these parents to come to inhalables? No, uh, you don't have a lot of competition. So they're probably coming there anyway, if they live in the city. So now you're even better. Like, who's the no-name team? Like, why don't they have a name on it? Well, they chose to donate. They don't need to put JJ's tire repair service on the back. Right? They don't care. So now you become the, the even cooler company uh, that does it on the DL. No one complained, though? You didn't have any parents get mad? You had no one say anything? No. In fact, uh, it, it got so okay that even the the high school soccer team you know like the the high school teams of local cities were asking to be sponsored by us and 
to most of the thing that was okay still. And that's like a school district where like, you can't have it on your t-shirt walk where we were absolutely never going to be okay with it in the first place. But they come to us and are like, we've already got the approval from everybody that matters. Would you be interested in sponsoring us? And it's just like, wow, I can't even believe that this is happening on a local level where it's actually being talked about before it's ever being presented to me. Hmm. And I love that. I think there's something, there's something that's, that is empowering about, you know, that, yes, I think on the local level, these can, these conversations are happening with grandmothers, with moms and dads, with, you know, again, a lot of these parents have children who are been helped by situations like this. And, you know, I think the conversation gets to happen on a more sympathetic level at the local level. I hope so. We'll see. All right. We're coming to the end of our hour here uh, for this week's show because cannabis too, it goes by fast. Everyone Uh, be sure to check us out socially at meet W M M E E T W M uh, on uh, YouTube wayward media. Uh, Check us out online wayward.media. we got a great website uh, up there. We're still revising. It's still working on it. Got some other shows will be debuting in 2022 along with Because Cannabis. Really excited about what the future holds for wayward.media. Uh, Dustin, Anthony, Trav, and some other people working hard behind the scenes to make it happen. Um, so follow us. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel, please. We definitely appreciate that. Uh, you know, Give us a shout out. Join us next week. You know, We'll try and get these shows. Get yourself involved. Uh, we got some guest interviews coming up soon, so we're excited for that as well. Uh, before we leave today, Dustin... Uh, awesome fact you learned this week. Uh, I'll give you mine off the top because I got to be honest. Uh, I watched that commercial for Weed Maps, and I think it was the first time I've ever thought about broccoli looking like cannabis. I never really realized that was a thing that it looks like it. I have consumed broccoli. I love broccoli. I'm a big broccoli fan, though. I don't like the after smell when you cook broccoli. That's never pleasant. Like cooking broccoli and the the residue that it leaves uh, odor wise is not pleasant. But I have never referenced my product, even with my dude, so to speak, illicitly as broccoli. <laughs> Is that something you've ever called it or ever? Uh, I told this to someone, by the way, before I was going to say this. And they said, you never used the emoji, which I didn't even know there's a broccoli emoji. You've never used the broccoli emoji to be like broccoli emoji question mark for your dude and like. Is this is like a you know low key lingo, and I'm like, no, I didn't even realize that. Uh, do you ever call it broccoli? Have you ever thought about it, like eating some broccoli, being like, hmm, this looks like cannabis? I say no. I've, you? I, I've never thought of it as the terms of like I want to have my slang term that I'm writing my friends be that obvious to where I say, hey man, you got any broccoli at your house? And it's <laughs> no like, one has, no, no one like, texts anybody no one, for broccoli. Yeah, not one fucking person. So, it's you know, like, like the neighbor is coming over. Excuse me, do you have some eggs? Yeah, like that kind of yeah. thing. Like, excuse me, do you have any broccoli good, sir? I don't know why they're And so also. I have, like, I've oh. always had the issue, especially as a kid growing up in a household where it really wasn't accepting that I, you know, was experimenting in this. I think, um, you know, I call that more obvious things that you would normally get confused at with your friends. So you wouldn't even, you wouldn't even, you know, no, you'd be like, hey man, do you mind if I borrow that pair of shoes? And your boy would actually come over with a pair of shoes. And you'd be like, no, that wasn't no, what I meant. You know, like, yes, yeah, like 25 bucks for your pair of shoes. Like, come on, man, you knew it. Like, but no, so I don't know. There was something, um, there's, there's something funny about that, but I, I have, I have used the term broccoli before, and I have sent that emoji. Oh, you sent the broccoli emoji? I've done it at least once in my life. I know for sure that it has happened. Oh, that's funny. Uh, You got anything awesome you learned this week before we go? Um, You know, I I wish I had the actual statistics right now because it's coming off the top of my head. I couldn't find the article again that I'd read, but it was just talking about what is the average lifespan of a dispensary owner before they sell their license? And, you know, like what the, what the article was pretty much saying was it's usually for only about one term of whatever the license is. So if they renew every year or they renew every four years or something, it they tend to not, the, the original owners who originally got into the states and 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 were awarded their first original license tend to only be around after four years you know to, to sell out after four years and stuff like that and there's something i was you know thinking about that article and what what does that mean for the industry if 
the guys who pioneered it, the ones who originally did all the work to get the state to accept it and all this are then just selling out and vertically integrating with someone else. What is it that it's too hard to make the money or it doesn't make sense to, to, to own just the dispensary portion of it? Um, there's something there that, that, you know, I'm, I'm, I want to follow over the next one to three years and see, you know, if that number goes down or up. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, we'll have to see what happens. All right, Dustin, uh, that is our hour for Because Cannabis. We are all uh, wrapped up here. Thank you, as always, for joining me. Uh, we'll see you uh, next week. Oh, we got a comment there. Aldo Jordan, little shout out, VOR.life. Who's that? Do you know who that is? No, I don't, but we're going to give no, him a little shout you, out man. anyways. You got, you got the first uh, published comment on Because Cannabis. Thanks for joining us. Be sure to join us next <laughs> week. Uh, and if you have a thought, by the way, on dispensary ownership, at MeetWM, pick your social media, uh, grab your fingers, grab some thumbs, let us know. Let us know. Uh, type in the comments below to this video what you think about dispensary ownership. Uh, and we'll talk about it in a future show. Uh, thank you for joining us, Dustin. Uh, thank you, everyone who joined us on the show. Uh, let's do our little uh, outro. We're working on our intro-outro. Still working on the technical part of it, right? Uh, kind of vibe. So let's play a little music. See you next week. Thank you.